The Super Bowl is here. If you are looking for in-depth analysis of every betting angle for this year's Super Bowl, Sharp Football has you covered. We have a wide variety of articles from our writers along with a complete betting guide written by Warren Sharp. You can join today and receive $20 off our Super Bowl package. All you need to do is Google Sharp Football, click on the website Sharp Football Analysis, and click the blue banner up top to get access. Hello, welcome to the Sharp Angles Podcast. I'm Dan Pizzuta, joined here by Rich Rebar. Rich, we've made it. It's Super Bowl. There it is, just, just a couple days away. Uh, Chiefs Eagles, before we get into it, how are we doing today? We're doing real good. Like you said, it's a kind of like this is kind of it. Like we've we do have a I think I have a, like two more articles coming out still too on, on like player prop stuff, but you know, the worksheets out. You even wrote up this game. Uh, this is game 285 of the NFL season. I wrote up every single one. It just kind of feels good to just kind of go into Sunday and watch what I believe is going to be a really excellent football game. So I'm excited. Yeah, that's the, yeah, I, I did the, the one big article you've done the worksheet. We've got a couple more props articles. I will be writing up what happens to, in the Super Bowl. So I have one more big thing on my plate as we, you know, get into it before the, the season completely wraps up. But like you said, it should be a very good game. That is what the markets are, are currently telling us at the moment. So as we record here on Thursday morning, Eagles are one and a half point favorite, which is one of the closer spreads we've seen uh, in, mm-hmm. in a Super Bowl. Um, and like even going through this game and, you know, doing all the, the, the research that we've done, we've had too much time to think about this game really when like you you think about Always. what we've had to do uh going into it some of the content we, we've produced going into this game some of the takes we're seeing um on twitter now just it, there's too much too much time uh leading up to the super bowl so we've, we've had every possible uh take that has has come out can possibly come out it, it already has so We'll we'll try to uh, push through that, but as we get into this game here, so Eagles one and a half point favorites. Uh, BetMGM has the total at fifty and a half, which is it's like this. This should be a, a very fun game. So, and let's if we're like going into what what is the thing you are looking forward to the most in this game. Well, you said that, you know, it is, is tight. it's just the fourth time uh, since the NFL expanded to 32 teams that we've had a Super Bowl with a point spread fewer than three points. It's also just the fourth time that two top five offenses uh, in offensive DVOA have played in the Super Bowl, which seems, which was kind of shocking when I looked that up. You know, you would think that we would have a lot more of those matchups, but, you know, the the, the old adage, defense wins championships, uh, that's kind of been something that's been true in the Super Bowl. The team with the better seasonal DVOA in the regular season has gone 13-7 and seven in those Super Bowls. They've won six of the past seven Super Bowls. The good news, though, if you are uh, on the Chiefs' side, is the Chiefs were that one win when they beat the 49ers uh, in 2019. But yeah, I mean, just uncovering a lot of these nuggets uh, and we'll get into kind of what we believe like is going to happen in this game. But it was, you know, kind of I'd, I'd, I'd get over one thing like, man, this is a great advantage for the Eagles. And the next thing is like, this is a great advantage for the Chiefs. And, like, you know, you kind of go right. back and forth. And uh, yep. that's kind of where I kept coming out. And I was like, yeah, there's a reason why I haven't bet either side in this game. And I've been betting more player stuff and more team stuff in this game uh, than instead of just taking one side. 
yeah yeah that's, that's pretty much what it is i know like you know you said that going through your preview you know writing up mine like i just kind of broke it up of when each team has the ball and i was like oh this is uh, they got this on offense and then i would go to like the other side and it's like oh they they got this on offense too and it's just kind of it's it's feels like it's going to go back and forth which like the, the hopefully does, i mean please right <laughs> right yeah that, that's the thing we've we've had some you know hopeful promises of of close games and this is this is what it all comes down to rich the the season of close games the, the game yeah <laughs> the will, game's will we will we get the super bowl uh to be there so let's let's dive into it and let's well let's start from from the beginning, because I think one of the things that is going to be a, a real big key to this game is how this game starts. Yeah. Um, these are two teams that start very quick, but the Eagles were the best really starting team uh, in the league uh, this year. And I, I wrote about this uh, for the site earlier this week. Uh, so you can read this article, but the Eagles just kind of, you know, come up and, it, it just kind of did go to town on um no on their opening drive uh so 63.2 percent of the eagles opening drives uh have led to uh, a score and nearly 50 percent of them um they're actually 52.6 percent of them have ended uh in a touchdown and the eagles are just kind of it's not so much like a you know a set the tone by running the ball and we kind of can think of the eagles as that way they come out very heavy in 11 personnel they'll spread some stuff out which allows them to you know open up some run lanes when they do they're pass heavy on that opening drive they can you know get hurts involved in the run game a little bit tossing the ball out to, to AJ Brown and they just kind of see what they can get away with on that opening drive. A lot of the times it is, you know, something that works because they, they have just kind of figured out uh, whatever that's going to be, whatever way they're going to exploit the opposing defense. Um, and one other thing is they've been very aggressive mm -hmm. uh, just overall on those fourth downs. So there, there were six fourth down uh, conversions. Um, There's six fourth down attempts uh, on opening drives for the Eagles uh, this year. The Chargers had six uh, and that was tied for the most uh, in the league. And uh, four of those resulted in touchdowns. So this is a part where, you know, the Eagles know how important it's going to be to start fast. And that kind of goes into the other pieces of the Eagles that we've kind of touched on throughout the year is they can run the way they do because they are so often ahead, right? They have not had a lot of times uh, when they're trailing and they need to be forced into a passing situation. They are usually taking control of the game and scoring usually a touchdown on that opening drive is such a big key to that. Yeah, 100%, man. I mean, these teams, uh, they're first and second in points per drive in the first half. And and to me, it's imperative when we will get into like some of the defensive stuff that the Eagles get out with a lead because I think the, the one kind of area where I have the most questions with this game is the Kansas City run defense versus this run offense. And if the Chiefs can force the Eagles to, to come out of the run, which not a lot of teams, like you said, have, have done. I mean, the Eagles – have lost one game that Jalen Hurts has started. He's thrown 22 passes this entire season trailing in the second half. Like, it's, a, it's wow. an insane number. Uh, so, but the, the Chiefs, the one way that they've been really good at combating the run, because they have not faced any good run offenses this season. The Raiders are the best run offense they faced all year. They faced just three teams in the top 10. 
uh, in EPA per rush with running backs, and the Eagles are number one in the NFL. But they face the fewest running back attempts per game because the Chiefs win a lot of games too, uh, and they make it so you don't have to run. The, the teams have to throw the football. Um, but this, the Chiefs have faced this light schedule, and they just have not really been a good run defense all year. They're very base rate with one of the lightest schedules in the NFL, and they're facing the best run offense in the NFL. They want to stack a lead in this game. You want to get the Eagles out of that. Um, and the Chiefs have been playing really good pass defense. You know, I came on two weeks ago. We didn't record last week. And I said, oh, if we were to take the eight units in this game, we would put the Chiefs defense last. Well, let's, let me apologize to the Chiefs pass defense because they, they've been awesome in the postseason. They had a, a run at the end of the season that was good. And I was like, well, look at these these Jamoke quarterbacks they faced to end the year. Like, I can't take any of this serious. But they they shut down Trevor Lawrence, 5.6 yards for pass attempt. They shut down Joe Burrow uh, in the AFC title game. Think about the AFC title game. The, people want to talk about all the calls and stuff. The Bengals had the ball twice in the fourth quarter with a chance to take the lead in that game, and they got 3.3 yards for play on those two drives, 40 total yards against the Chiefs defense. When we ever be able to say that about the Chiefs defense, man? Like, um, so yeah, we will, we Eagle, the Eagles want to get out to the lead early. The chiefs want to get out to the lead early because you don't want the Eagles to start ramping up and run the football on you. Yeah. And it, it goes the other way too, where if you were the chiefs and you're, you're kind of forced to pass that puts the Eagles, uh, in a position where they can start unleashing that pass rush. And that's probably not what you want either. Although I have a kind of a, a big section on that. It's I'm kind of torn on how impactful the Eagles pass rush uh, is really going to be uh, just because of how good the, the Chiefs and, and mostly Patrick Mahomes um, mm-hmm. has been. So obviously, like you you can't blitz and, and the Eagles have come out a lot uh, in in some of those like five man fronts. Right. And that's kind of how they've you know started to align a, a little bit with with that defense. They'll have, you know, three interior linemen uh, and then the, the two edge rushers uh, and they'll have a, a five man front. And usually they'll they'll rush five. But if you're going to be doing that against Mahomes, then that leaves an area somewhere. Um, and he's going to be able to kind of, you know, uh, pick that uh, apart a, a little bit. And yeah, it's like, it just feels like there's there's so many places here where it's like, it's kind of a, a damned if you do, damned if you don't uh, type thing. Um, especially when we go to, you know, that side of the ball. I think it's, it's very interesting with and the, the Chiefs here because... It's it's a place where it, we've t- kind of talked about the, the Eagles' defense for so long. It is that that pressure, but I think a lot of it is going to be in this coverage where they have two great cornerbacks, right? And we've kind of talked about that, and they've been able to do that all season. But does that really matter against the Chiefs? Like, are two two really good outside corners are a little wasted against this team uh, that doesn't have a great you know, top wide receiver, so much of it is going to be funneled through the tight end. Um, and, you know, uh, the the Eagles were good uh, against tight ends this year. You know, it's sixth uh, in DVOA. Um, they only had like two uh, players who had 60 or more yards and they, they were weird. They were, you know, it was uh, Lawrence Cager and uh, Um But also like, you haven't faced a Travis Kelsey because right. Travis Kelsey doesn't really <laughs> exist elsewhere. So obviously they haven't faced him there, but 
um, this just kind of gives a, a completely different dynamic from what the Eagles have had to face uh, this year. And it kind of switches up the dynamic of how they have played defense so well uh, throughout the year. And Kelsey just, you know, cr- causes this this mismatch that just you can't really prepare for because no one else in the team no one else in the league uh can really present that and it's nothing you can really practice against yeah i'm curious to see what jonathan gannon brings out in this game because like you said uh you know a lot you know uh, you know he comes from the you know the the matt everfluss like school of you know we're gonna play a lot of shell coverage we're gonna make throws go underneath you look at the Opposing teams, you know, average depth of target the past two years against the Eagles. It's one of the lowest in the NFL, and that's where the Chiefs have operated this season as well. But is there going to be more aggression on the Eagles front? Are they going to, you know, bring guys up to the line of scrimmage, bring guys in and and try to jam up on Kelsey, right? Uh, I'm real curious to see what he does because the way that the Eagles are structurally built to play defense kind of plays into the hands of like how the Chiefs have just played offense the entire year. Uh, you know, outside of the Eagles are really good, a really good tackling team. They don't give up a lot after the catch, which the Chiefs have been predicated on. But yeah, I'm real curious to see what Jonathan Gannon has dialed up because you would think that you need to alter your approach from what you've done. You don't got to go crazy, but like you can't just sit back and do what you've done if you're the Philadelphia Eagles because you're not going to convert the pressures that you have into sacks at the rate this season that you have against Patrick Mahomes, right? Even Patrick Mahomes in the AFC title game, a one- one leg basically like he always gets himself that extra half second or gets himself in a spot right like yeah you know the 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 fourth the fourth down conversion to kelsey wasn't the original route right like he bought the extra time and got him there the 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 marcus valdez scantling touchdown you know he's able to climb the pocket he he just gets that even with pressure because he was pressured at a higher rate than joe burrow in that game he, he just has this innate way of getting that just like that extra half second he, no quarterback has been sacked at a lower rate of pressures this season than Patrick Mahomes. And the, yep. you know, the Eagles are obviously number one and in, in, in converting pressures into sacks. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be real interesting. Like I said, it's a, it's a very strength-on-strength strength kind of matchup here, I think, when you look at the, the Chiefs' offense versus kind of the Eagles' defense. The one thing I will say about the Eagles' defense, I know a lot of people are saying like they're over it. The Eagles have awesome defensive players like yeah. as a roster. Oh, yeah. Like when people kind of say, like, well, they haven't played anyone – they, they're probably overrated. Like, listen, the Chiefs are going to get their yards, but, like, the Eagles are inherently a good defense, too. Like, we still can know that, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that, that's kind of a thing, like, for the Eagles in general, where you kind of look at their path of what they had to do to get to the Super Bowl. And it's not overly impressive. But, like, yeah, but one they didn't of the beat things... those teams by a field goal. Right, and, and that's that's <laughs> the point. Like, one of, one of the things we know about good teams is you beat – up bad teams like that's that's how you know a good team you're you're more it's like a one of the like first things in like the football outsiders almanac when they kind of show like it's one of the like first things football outsiders did is went to show like you know more about a good team by how they beat up bad teams than what they do in close games against other good teams because we know those kinds of close games uh can you know one play can kind of shift what happens in those games but when you're consistently beating up on bad teams like that is the sign of a good team and the eagles have done that all year um so it, to kind of like knock what they've done and, and how they've gotten here it, i think is completely missing the point um like you said so what is interesting with with the eagles is if we kind of go to their coverage where we kind of talked about how the corners might be wasted a little bit, but they play quarters at the second highest rate in the league. Only the jets played more. And there's, 
there's not a good coverage to play against Patrick Mahomes, but like quarters is would relatively be what that is. Like he averages still 0.13 EPA per play against quarters, which is still really freaking good, but it's the lowest of Patrick Mahomes versus any coverage. So like you're you're kind of you're taking what you can get there. But what that really does is it he's you know it sees those high shells and he kind of still has the you know the, the PTSD a little bit of what teams had been doing um against the, the Tyreek Hill. So he gets the ball out quicker uh, against quarters than any other uh coverage that he faces. And it's the only coverage he faces where under 50% of his completions go for 10 or more yards. So he's getting the ball out quickly. He's dumping it off a, a little more. So I think that's possibly where the Eagles can can get a little aggressive in a sense there. Uh, if they, they play quarters a, a little bit, they really protect against that deep pass, um, which, you know, hasn't really been a, a thing for the Chiefs this year. But if you if you have that and you're kind of just kind of forcing Mahomes to, to get the ball out a, a little quicker um that's where it comes only 42 percent of his passes or of his completions went for 10 or more yards and that's you know an insanely low rate for Patrick Mahomes so that might be the the place where you kind of ramp it up a little bit there to, to go back to the, the Kelsey thing uh I, I found this interesting when I was uh, doing my my write-up uh, for this game and we talked so much last year about you know Kelsey playing press and you were kind of able to take him away uh, when you were playing physical and we've kind of talked about it throughout the year how he's gotten better and really how the Chiefs have done that though is in like those three by one sets Kelsey is not usually the isolated guy anymore and what kind of made him special is what he could be the isolated guy and when you had Tyree kill you can kind of hide him inside you know if you were doing a, a bunch or even just you know the middle of the the trip side um it, you kind of forced a mismatch there between like, it was usually like a, either like a slot corner or a linebacker against Tyreek Hill. And we saw so many mismatches there, uh, but you had Kelsey as the isolated guy on the outside. That's hasn't really been the case um, this year. So per sports and solutions, you know, 33.2% of Kelsey's routes last season were as an isolated receiver. That's down to just 26% um, this year. And when you look at what he's doing in three by one sets, he's gone from 1.77 yards per route run to 2.57. He has a lower a dot. He's lining up wide less often uh, 31.1% down to 24.3% uh, this year. He's, lined up tight um more often 38.4 percent this year compared to 33 percent last year so they're kind of hiding kelsey a little bit making it harder to press him uh, against the line and that's how they've gotten him open a little more and they've opened that up like you don't need to do that for travis kelsey and he has gotten better against press but they're kind of putting Kelsey in the role they had Hill in, at least in, in the way they're aligning him, getting him off press a little bit, creating some of those mismatches. And then you can like waste, you know, a Marquez Valdez Scantling over as the isolated receiver because it, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. So the way the Chiefs have kind of evolved in that way has really been, it hasn't really been a thing like we, we've talked about or really has been talked about a lot. Um, but the way they've kind of moved Kelsey around to, to get that uh, has been really interesting. I think that's going to play kind of a, a big part uh, against the Eagles because uh, there's not really a guy who can kind of, you know, come up and, and press Kelsey uh, the way they have because it's just like you can't really be an aggressive when they're, you know, lined up in, in that type of formation. 
Yeah, I like that a lot, man. Uh, who knew rational coaching to get the you know your your best players and you know in optimal conditions uh, are part of the teams that are left here. You know, uh, the calibration as always. Uh, yeah, but it's still going to always come down to with the Chiefs, and we've talked about it literally this entire season. Like who outside of Travis Kelsey is going to contribute in an AFC title game? You got the game from Marcus Valdez-Scantling. It yeah. might have been the best game of his career. It to be probably honest, probably was. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because he was like doing stuff like it's not like he caught just like a long bomb, right, and had like two catches or one. Like he was getting like screen stuff, yards after the catch. Like he was making contested catches. Uh, you know, beating press. Uh, I don't. I didn't know who that guy was on the field. Um, and that's always what it is every week with the Chiefs. We say we know Travis Kelsey's largely going to get his right. Like we know Mahomes. Like when we look at Mahomes' stat line at the end of this game, it's going to be solid. It's yeah. going to be. It's going to be among the best the Eagles have given up all season, if not the best. Um, but who who is going to step up outside of Travis Kelsey? Where does it come from? Is it an Isaiah Pacheco game? Is it you know is MVS able to make plays? I you kind of lead into like not probably. The, a situation where MVS is going to run back what he did against this Eagles against James Bradbury and Darius Slay are Juju and Tony healthy enough to, to, to contribute. Cause we did see when all the chiefs were kind of banged up at the end of that Bengals game. Like it was a struggle to move the football at the end of that game. Uh, yeah, so- absolutely. <laughs> and I think that that's kind of one of the things the chiefs might lean into a little bit. And one of the other things I wrote is, you know, they're using more 13 personnel than any team mm-hmm. in the league. And and they've kind of gotten around that. And again, it's kind of a, a rational coaching thing where they're they're passing from those formations. They're 54% pass from 13 personnel. And the league average is like 31. Um, so, and, and they're using like, they're using uh, Jody Forson as like the jet guy on like the jet, uh, motion wheels that the like you see use Tyreek Hill on um like he had that one play um against the the Chargers, Chargers. that ridiculous throw um and it, that was really the only one they hit on that when he's actually targeted on the wheel but he's run it a couple other times and it's opened up other things when they're in those heavier formations and I think that might be a way they go too just to get the Eagles you know possibly in base right like the Eagles have used a whole bunch of uh you know, four defensive back formations, but they're kind of, um, you know, what we were talking about before. They're kind of those five-man fronts, like the three interior lines. It's usually more like a, a five-one um, or a type of a type of thing, or, or a, a five-two. Really, they're not in like base with three off-ball linebackers. But if you're playing thirteen personnel, it's kind of you, you don't really want to be, uh, you know either have the, those five-man fronts or be in nickel, um, which the Eagles kind of live in a, a little bit. So that 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 puts some stress on um, on opposing defenses. And, th- and that's one of the ways that the Chiefs have kind of gotten around not having that extra wide receiver too. Um, so in the open field, a lot of 13 personnel, and they've been able to run pretty well from that too. Uh, but what makes it really dangerous is how often they're passing and how well uh, they're they're passing from that. So I, I kind of expect to see them get a little heavier uh, in this game, just to, especially early, just to see kind of how the Eagles match with it. And if that's something they can play with and continue to expand upon as the game goes on. Yeah, they've got outs too. I mean, uh, you know, because if you go heavier, then that's bringing in the, you know, the guys like Linval Joseph and Adamic and Sue, uh, who have been who have been really kind of good this year since they picked them up. 
Uh, whereas, you know, I, I wrote about a little bit in the worksheet, like, you know, spreading the Eagles out gets all those guys off the field. And that's when their run defense has been worse. Uh, and that's when Isaiah Pacheco has been better at running out of 11 personnel or three or more wide receivers on the field. So if the Eagles are going to give up some ground production, it's probably going to be when the Chiefs spread things out. So maybe it's an inverse, right? You, you, you spread out the run and you go big to pass if you're the Chiefs. Yeah, this kind of, and that's kind of, you know, what, what they've been doing uh, a little bit. And, man, it's I'm really interested to see what happens, like, kind of in the open field. Because once the Chiefs get into the red zone, and man, they just, they're just unstoppable. So 55 touchdowns um, between the regular season uh, and, and the playoffs. Um, more of their drives, 39% of their drives reach the red zone, which is the highest rate. Um, in the league and they just do they're like there's there's no team better at creating open space in such a condensed part of the field um and, and i had a couple of plays they have this uh, jarek mckinnon play where they have a trips bunch to the the one side um and mckinnon is, is lined up uh, you know in the backfield on the opposite side but they have all three uh, of the guys in, in the bunch are going to cross the field and then mckinnon just kind of jets out uh, to the side that's completely vacated. And he did it against the Bengals. It was mm-hmm. a completely wide open uh, touchdown. Uh, and it was incredible. They tried it again against the Raiders. There was a guy who stayed out. So McKinnon wasn't open eventually or initially, but then Patrick Mahomes just kind of scrambles around. That guy eventually tries to charge Mahomes and then McKinnon's open. And he has, so they like just have so many answers too of this stuff, even if like the schematic way it's supposed to work it doesn't work right off the bat um you just have so many things and then so much of the jet motion i think like this is where the Kadarius tony health is going to be a big thing because mccall hardman was the jet guy um early in the season tony's kind of taken that role uh throughout the season uh and they use motion on like 70 percent of their the red zone snaps and having that jet motion is so big. It opens up some things in the run game. They had so many touchdowns um, off the jet motion uh, when they're rushing, but you have, you know, Tony, the the second game, he had that wide open touchdown uh, against the Jaguars coming off the the jet motion. Um, He's had a couple of like the, the jet sweep um, just kind of toss passes. Uh, That is such a key to what they're doing and that misdirection. Um, And if he's not healthy, not sure, like does Jarek McKinnon become that guy? Do they just kind of have different types of motion? So having Kadarius Tony is actually it ends up being a pretty big deal uh, for what they're going to do. But and also if he's healthy, like he's he's probably scoring uh, mm-hmm. down in that area too. So um, I can't help but always think about when you were on in the middle of the scene. You're like, you know, humans aren't supposed to move like Kadarius Tony, and that's why his body doesn't hold up. And it happened I mean, again. I, I think it, it is. Again. Yeah. It, it all again. the time yeah i just i his body isn't made to move as like like it does uh and it can't sustain that way so they just need the, a couple of plays in the super bowl and and it'll be worth it but uh, yeah that's just kind of where where the tony thing that is right now and you know they, they still have so many other options you know without him but it, that jet motion type is, is a real big key to how successful they have been um in the red zone and it opens up, you know, so many other things. Uh, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of fun stuff um, on that side of the ball. Uh, I guess we can, we can move on to, to the other side because this is, 
it's a fascinating matchup when the Eagles are on offense because of we we've kind of talked about it so many so many times of how many different ways the Eagles it can win. We kind of talked about it earlier. They they'll throw early and they usually get the lead, and then uh, they have no problem just bullying you uh, or in on the offensive line um, in in that run game. I said, like, the, the Chiefs have been uh, pretty good defending the run, but like you mentioned earlier, they haven't really faced uh, the type of offense that the Eagles are because also in kind of the way, you know, you can't prepare for Travis Kelsey, you can't really prepare for the Eagles run game because there is no other run game like that. So not only is there like the, the Jalen Hurts and the quarterback run element of that, like that offensive line is insane. Um Jason Kelsey is, you know, there's no center like him getting off the way he does uh, and getting to the second level and pulling the way he does. Um, that creates so many different angles. So uh, I'm very interested to see how the Chiefs are going to try to defend that uh, because if the Eagles are ever in a position where all they have to do is run the ball, that, that's going to put a lot of stress on Kansas City's defense. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like that's the whole key. I think to the. I think that's the whole key to, to the game. Really, is that is the Kansas City run defense, right? And like, there's two ways that you can make the run defense good. One is the Chiefs just score a bunch of points, right? Like they score early, and the Eagles have to throw because of game script. Uh, and then two, the other one is that they just are are playing, you know, above what we've seen the level this year. It's going to have to be like a huge run defense game for for the Chiefs. There's just no way around it. Uh, and that includes, you know, Jalen Hurts. We talked about the running back run stuff, you know, uh, earlier. And the Chiefs have been awful against mobile quarterbacks. Yeah. And like guys that haven't even like guys that are like moderately mobile too, like, you know, Joe Burrow. Uh, yeah, Burrow, Burrow had a, a nice uh, zone read. Yeah, I, I like, went Wilson. back and was watching. Yeah, Wilson like went off. Uh, like Wilson hasn't been able to run on anybody uh, and then had like a bunch of big gains uh, against the Chiefs. I had, like I was going back and watching all the Chiefs, all, all the quarterback runs uh, against the Chiefs. And like they just they're aggressive. So they kind of right. over pursue on those read options. And maybe like if you have a quarterback like Jalen Hurts, you're not going to be quite as aggressive. Um, but they have so many other like it's not just the zone read to the outside uh they can run you know a qb power you know uh, up the middle there, there's so many different ways so i think the, the chiefs are really kind of going to be uh in trouble with with that type of run game yeah i mean yeah the chiefs are 31st uh since their week eight by and in rushing yards on per game to quarterbacks and like the the list of guys like is not special right it's not like they ran into lamar jackson like uh, you know every week uh, it's not like Jarrett Stidham ran for 50 yards against them. <laughs> so yeah, you're facing a guy like Jalen Hurts and, and Jalen Hurts is going to, is going to need that because, you know, to open up some of the passing stuff because he hasn't played really well since he came back from the shoulder. Now it's a very small sample and I don't want right. to say like, hasn't also because, like, hasn't, well, as we kind of talked about, hasn't, hasn't really, really had, had to, do to. Anything. Yeah. But he missed, he definitely in the 49ers game missed some, missed some throws. Yep. Like, you know, he had, he had AJ Brown, long ball touchdown, uh, under through another ball. Uh, he hasn't, he hasn't also played well either. Th that's the beauty of the Eagles though. Right. Like when I, every time I come down to this game and I look at it, I, I come down to the, to, to just two factors. The Eagles can win without Jalen hurts, having the best Jalen hurts game. And I don't think the chiefs can win if they have, if they don't have a good to great Patrick Mahomes game. Right. Right. Like, and that's where I keep coming down to the separation of these teams. What makes it so tight. And that leans me to lean a little bit towards, 
the Eagles when we, you know, eventually have to pick a winner of this game is that the, Jalen Hurts hasn't played well and it hasn't mattered. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's So when he does play well, what's going to happen? Yeah. That's kind of one of the things. And one of the other really interesting things is when you kind of look at what the Chiefs have done in the playoffs over the past couple of years, there is like this playoff spags, the, the kind of thing where Steve Spagnuolo has kind of thrown some different things out in the playoffs. And, and it's not really like a, a consistent thing where you can like really look like he's he's done this. Um, you know, sometimes it's it's blitzing a little more. Sometimes it's blitzing a little less. Like their, their blitz rate has dropped uh, in the playoffs the past couple of years, but they've also played the Bengals in those. And like, you just don't yeah. blitz the Bengals. So every team is going to have their blitz rate dropped. Like if you have the Bengals in, in the sample. Um, but what they have done over the past three years, uh, at least, is really up the rate in dime. Um, and a lot of what they've done is kind of, you know, selling out to stop the pass and that's kind of how they've been they play more light boxes in the playoffs and they up their their dime personnel um a whole bunch so they're playing uh six defensive backs um right now they did it 23 uh, percent uh in the regular season 35 percent uh this year in the playoffs that went from uh 27 to 31 to um last year it went from 35 to 43.5 percent in, in 2020 so it's a, a position where they're trying to take these linebackers off the field they're trying to have more uh, against the pass against the eagles right not really sure how much you you want to be playing a dime um and having some of this lighter personnel well that's the beauty of the eagles man the damned if you damned if you don't because if you do you know if you, if you have to bring those linebackers in and you start to aggressively playing the run uh you are going to put you know arthur juan and Devontae smith uh on two rookie cornerbacks and legerius Sneed. like you know legerius Sneed's gonna yeah. be back for this game but like it that's kind of the beauty of the structure of the eagles offense right like they've got multiple ways in the run game to beat you because with jalen hurts and then if you want to come out and, and play aggressively on that run they've got two alpha wide receivers like and they've got a great tight end like they also have yeah. their own good tight end he's not travis kelsey but dallas got it pretty damn good too uh, and that's kind of the beauty of the Eagles offense. So it puts, you know, spags in a bind because even blitzing the Eagles, like, I, I mean, you look at like a guy like Devonte Smith has been absolutely, he smoked like when blitz, uh, teams that blitz heavy. So and he's also been really good when teams play a lot of two high safety. So yeah, I mean, Devonte Smith, uh, this might be a, a big game for him. Yeah. So that's that's another one of the interesting things here because uh, when you look at kind of what the coverage has has done, like the, the Chiefs have played more too high than any team in the league. They're mm-hmm. almost at sixty five percent, and there's only like three other teams above fifty. Um, and if you kind of look at what uh, the Eagles have been able to do. Uh, against too high, Jalen Hurts is the kind of shredded. Um, he's uh, tied for second uh, in EPA per play uh, when the middle of the field is open, but he's like just barely above average uh, against single high, which th- is interesting. You'd think you'd kind of want to play single high uh, against the ch- the Eagles because uh, you maybe you know want to have that extra defender in the box, but um, you know the, the, it's just not what the Chiefs have really done uh, this year. So. Like and it's because I mean they, they've been they, they've played the young cornerbacks and they've had injuries at cornerback the entire year yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, a- absolutely. And you, you kind of you know play the the 
cover two and, and quarters. Uh, and that's, you know, a, a little easier. It puts a, a little less stress on them. So uh, one of the things I am interested in, if they do kind of go lighter, is you know, Jim Hurts hasn't been great against the Blitz, but like you said, like Devontae Smith has, you know, th- there have been flashes when they are able to get it off, but his production obviously like does go down when he's blitzed. Um, when there's a defensive back a- as a pass rusher, uh, the Eagles have really struggled. Um, and I think that's kind of a-, a place where if the the Chiefs are going to get blitz heavy a little bit or bring a little more pressure, it's going to be like that. Even some of the their sim pressures, the the Chiefs had one of the the highest uh, totals of four man rushes with a defensive back in, in the pass rush. So they've been able to kind of disguise that a little bit. And I think that's maybe where you can kind of get the Eagles a little bit, uh, make mm-hmm. the offensive line think a little bit, make Jalen Hurts try to react like a little bit quicker. Um, so if, if you do that, I think like that, that might be the the kind of change up that the Chiefs can can have in this game to, to make a little bit of an impact, have those defensive backs actually, you know, to, to make uh, uh, put a little more stress um, on the offense. But it's, to go back to like AJ Brown and Devontae Smith on the outside because Scouts are, Scouts are good. And they're throwing um, it to them. Listen, when the Eagles throw the football, so, they throw to three players and that's it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I was, I was doing this. Uh, so, it, two with through to uh, his wide receivers on like 70. Uh, 0.5% uh, of his pass attempts and Jalen Hurts is like right behind him. Um, so yeah, when, when the Eagles throw, they are, you know, throwing to their wide receiver and for good reason. Um, and kind of, like you said, the, the chiefs have been kind of up and down with, with their cornerback play. One of the very interesting things is how, even when they're playing too high is how aggressive they do play at least off the line. Um, Jalen Watson had more snaps in press coverage than any other quarterback uh, or cornerback uh, this year. And um, and Jerry Sneed was the 11th and probably, you know, would have been higher if he played the whole game uh, against the Bengals um, last week. So uh, they are aggressive and and they do create some tight windows. They don't make a lot of plays on the ball, which uh, is interesting for how tight their, their coverage is. Pressing the Eagles wide receivers is... That, that's a gamble, especially AJ Brown. So uh, I had uh, AJ Brown's uh, stats here against um, a press coverage. 4.3 yards per route run. That's, that's just the absolutely the insane. So 42 targets, um, 11% uh, catch rate above expectation. It, it's interesting because Devonte Smith is not as good. He only has 1.6 yards per route run. Uh, against press coverage on 28 targets uh, and they both seen uh, about the same number of routes but it's not like in the way that Devon like you would maybe think his frame kind of doesn't allow him to do that because he still has eight uh, percent catch rate uh, above expectation so he's still catching the ball but he's not able to create as much after the catch because right. usually there is some some tight coverage and he's kind of just kind of tackled as he makes the catch so he's able to make the contested catches uh just not really create much after it but you know we've seen aj brown kind of throw guys to the ground that after i, I think and, all of those yards for outrun came against jail johnson like oh my goodness <laughs> yeah it's possible but yeah we've seen um and the what was it the the tennessee game too right yeah. Where he just did stiff yep, arm yep. stiff arm and the guy um it's yeah, it's tough. So 
Well, it's either one's been quiet, man. It feels like he's due for to pop off too. Yeah, yeah, you would you would think so. I mean, he's just like and, and not even do, he's just, you know, when he lines up on, on the field, like it, he can be a threat to, to catch it um at any time. So I'm I'm really interested to see what what the Chiefs do to kind of they kind of try to disrupt that because you can press. I do wonder if they play a, a little more single high because, you know, when you do that, you kind of look at the splits and, and Jalen Hurts has the typical like a, a dot split between two high and single high where he yep. is throwing deeper against single high, but it, it hasn't, it's been very hit or miss. So I wonder if the chiefs are, if they're going to be aggressive and gamble a little bit, see how his arm is, see how his shoulder is, see how that, uh, the deep passing is um, if you do play single high, you can have that extra guy in the box you know, maybe it, it test it out. See if he can hit some of those deep passes because it, it hasn't really been there since he came back again. It is a, a small sample, um, but it's, you know, been, been up and down. So I, I wonder if that's kind of the gamble that, that you do play uh, if you're the chiefs and just kind of hope for the best in that case because if you're just kind of lining up and and waiting for you know an aj brown to beat you he probably will yeah absolutely i think you do i think that's what you want to do with jalen hurts like you said you want to rush extra guys from different spots uh and and put pressure on him that's that's kind of where he's been his worst the entire season uh that's what i believe probably will happen in this game too you know we'll (laughs) see you know if if it the whole thing is can you get the eagles in consistent you know, down and distances in a game script to where they are throwing the football, right? That's the whole key. That's the whole key here. And it comes back to them getting a lead early and how they're defending the run, Um, which is, yeah, I think that those, every time I look at the chiefs, that's just the biggest thing I keep coming back to. Yeah. And then the, there's the, you know, the, the Chris Jones uh, of it all uh, in the middle. And it's interesting because, you know, he can completely wreck a game but also hasn't faced an interior offensive line like the Eagles have. Um, and, and it's interesting because like the Eagles were able to, you know, take out, you know, a, like a Dexter Lawrence, but Dexter, Dexter Lawrence is, is great because of how much havoc he can cause lining up as a nose tackle. But because he lines up as a nose tackle, you also like kind of know where he's going to be and you can kind of work around that. And, and the Eagles did that so well. Um, yeah, the kind of getting the Kelsey out from him, especially in the run game uh, and had someone, you know, coming up at, at a, at a different angle. Um but with Chris Jones, he you know moves around a little bit. You can kind of put him uh, against you know Isaac Sayomalu if if you need to, and get him away from uh, Jason Kelsey. Um, you know Sayomalu is still good, relatively the weak link of the uh, you know Eagles in- interior line. Um, and then um, I'm just uh, very interested because like we j- we just haven't really seen like. Chris Jones is, is the closest we've gotten to a non-Aaron Donalds player reaching that type of production. And he was just like, he was in the backfield, just wrecking everything the Bengals were, were trying to do, especially late in the game when they kind of, you know, were forced to pass uh, a little more. So if if we do see that, like if it get to, you know, some third and longs, uh, which the Eagles like haven't really had to face a, a lot this year because, um, you know, they're, they're so good running the ball. They're just good at 
getting yards uh, in general. So they're not really facing a lot of their longs, but in, in a place where the, the Eagle, the chiefs can kind of, you know, sit back and, and rush the passer, how they're able to defend the different looks the chiefs can give, especially when Chris Jones is in the middle. It, that's definitely, you know, going to be a key if it does go that way. Yeah, I did. The one thing that I, I just don't want to have happen in this game, uh, and it's for maybe more personal narrative sake, but uh, is to have just like the Jalen Hurts like struggle game, right? Like, and then because the one thing that I don't want, I would love to see happen is a, is a player of Hurts' archetype to win a Super Bowl. Uh, and, you know, it, until it does happen, people will constantly say that you can't do it. Uh, you know, the Lamar Jacksons, the, you know, so like I'm, I'm kind of pulling for that to happen, not just because, you know, I am the Konami code fantasy guy, but because I do believe that these guys, are, you can have a successful team, right? Like, but the, the whole thing is if it comes down to again, where like the Chiefs get up and like they're able to pressure or Hurts plays bad, we're going to get that same story again on Monday. Like, you, like you can't win with this guy. Uh, the same thing that they do, we've done with Lamar Jackson for in the playoffs for four years. I just hope that's not the outcome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's you, and it, it's going to be hard to get through whatever you know narratives <laughs> we're we're putting off uh, through throughout the the next week anyway. Because you know we'll eventually get a you know if, oh for if, sure if, so we'll have if it goes that way we'll thing. have a you know Patrick Mahomes has lost more Super Bowls than he's won. Yeah, we already did the the title game. People were out in that a couple weeks ago. It is. You're right. You're right. It's terrible either way. Yeah, I, I I internally do am pulling a little bit for the Eagles for the sake of narrative that like I want an arc a quarterback of this archetype to win a Super Bowl, uh, for sure. Yeah, and like it, it's gonna happen because we have more of these archetypes coming in through the league. So, um. It's, it's just, it, oh, it's, yeah, like you said, just so much of it is is strength on strength in, in this game, and it's kind of seeing. Be like, great, man. I'm excited. I'm actually like, there's very few Super Bowls like where I'm genuinely like like locked in, excited. Uh, this game is one of them. So hopefully that doesn't mean it's gonna let down. <laughs> yeah, I I've, I've been able to to work myself up for for some uh for some Super Bowls going in, especially last year with you know I, th- I think that there was a lot of you know the the rams are, are very fluky they can't do it the way they've been put together so being very pro rams and, and how they did it uh was very fun to to go into that game and see how it was going to play out but again we, like we've we've got some we haven't had a, a super bowl clunker uh in a while so uh the fact that this game is expected to be close is uh, very exciting so it's all, yeah, it's, a, it's the first time too that the two one seeds have played in the Super Bowl since 2017. Yeah, which is which is wild. Um, especially now, you know, we kind of thought having just that one buy would be a, a bigger advantage, and this is only the you know the second year of it. Um, and it, it obviously has worked out for for these two teams that were you know among the best in the league throughout the year. So. You know, if we go down to it. You you said you're you're leaning toward the Eagles if you if you had to. Yeah, I I think something like Eagles like 29-27 is what I'm hoping for, like something like in that area. You know, uh, a high and tight game is what I'm thinking. I think I think these offenses are both going to be pretty good. Um, yeah, eventually, like I said, it just comes down to is I think the Eagles can win 
with a wide range of Jalen Hurts outcomes where the Chiefs need Patrick Mahomes to be Patrick Mahomes. So I agree with you there. I, But I also believe the likelihood that we don't get a Patrick Mahomes game is quite small. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, that kind of just leans me toward the Chiefs because we've just seen – how many ways they can win also even if it's kind of you know the same way in relying on Patrick Mahomes it's been very different Patrick Mahomes uh, type games uh and it's, it's kind of hard for me to to get away from that uh, i think we we do see you know the the defense whip out a couple things that might cause some some trouble for uh, the eagles offense so again yeah expecting a, a close game i will mean uh chiefs uh, in this one yeah and i say that as someone that's not betting aside either that you won't see me on monday being like oh i i'll pine for the eagles if they win uh i'll be happy for like I said the jalen hurts archetype uh to win but i'm not betting aside in this game i don't I, I don't i just keep going back and forth man yeah and i think like that that's okay uh, you, you don't have to points. Bet aside. i'm, I'm, I'm cheering for points though but I, i'm betting on points Give me some points. There we go. That's that's the way to do it. It's <laughs> the way to do it. Bet, bet on points. Uh, bet on some fun. Uh, I will we... say, if Miles Sanders has a bad Super Bowl, I, I realize I am overextended on Miles Sanders stuff, and and to be like in on on like this heavy on props on a running back, that I don't feel good about because so many things could happen to a running back. I, I needed to aggregate all the bets I pulled from all the different books. And I said, oh, yeah, I needed to scale back on this. So fingers crossed uh, to see if my wife is flying back from Nashville when we watch Super Bowl. We, uh, we might not hear from Rich for a while if, uh, if Miles Sanders does not have a great game. I have a plus 900 Miles Sanders to lead the playoffs and rushing yards ticket. He needs 107 yards because Christian McCaffrey went nuts uh, last week. So it's not out of the range of outcomes, but we're, we're going to hold our, we're going to hold our fingers. There we go. Uh, they're always, always more fun uh, <laughs> below the surface. Uh, of some of these Super Bowls when you just have yeah, so much time to... for just goofy player stuff, man, always in the Super Bowl. And you'll see all the weird bets that people will throw out. Uh, you know, obviously you'll have the halftime show bets, all the other stuff. But yeah, you can bet the most player stuff in the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. And uh, now that uh, betting is, is legal in, in a lot of places, you can yeah, have have a lot of fun with it. And that, that's what we want to do um have have fun with the super bowl it it does not have to be a uh... it hasn't been a sensational nfl season by any means but we can close strong we can and, and that's that's what we got we we have a <laughs> uh, what's expected to be a close game it's expected to be a, a real fun game from you know uh, in x's and o's and, and how you can kind of analyze the game also again just you can have fun with it and that's that's what we'll try to do um that's what we're, we're trying to do here, and, and hopefully you can uh, enjoy uh, this game on Sunday. So there we go. I believe we've done it. We've, we've gotten through the season, and we are here. Um, there is so much content you can uh, still be finding on SharpFootballAnalysis.com. Yeah, everything's free. Um, if you are, you know, looking for the worksheet and you have not uh, paid for it this season, I'm not sure why you did that. That was uh, a bad job by you. Um, but uh, Super Bowl worksheet uh, from Rich is free. 
uh, up on the site uh, right now. My Super Bowl preview up on the site. We have so much, you know, uh, the props from from Ryan McChrystal and a whole bunch of other things. Uh, anything you need, uh, you can find uh, on the website uh, right now. So please uh, go in and check that out. You can find Rich on Twitter at Lord Reeves. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Pizzuta. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you again soon.